This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's time for the Clang Valley's biggest conversation. Talk back on the evening edition, only on BFM 89.9. Good evening. It's Talk Back Thursday. We've got a full house we today. Do. Caroline, we do myself, Uma, we've got Kelvin, we've got Arlene, you know, just because we love you so much. We, we want to so give you all our love. love. We want to give you all our love. Okay. That's right. Um, you know, but but there's not much love, let me tell you, coming out of Kuala Kangsa right now. <laughs> because on Monday, it was reported that Izzat Bukhari, he is an independent candidate in Kuala Kangsa. And the reason he's running is because he doesn't trust women leaders. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? So he said that he wanted to provide Kuala Kangsa voters with an alternative to the two female uh, candidates in the Perak parliamentary by-election. There are two at this point. Some choice quotes I'm going to pick out for oh, you. please. So he says, I don't believe in women leaders because men lead women. If they are not qualified to lead a family, how can they lead something larger? Oh, there's more. There's more. Arlene, would you like the, to take the second choice quote? I'll try to be calm. I have never agreed to women being leaders from the beginning. I feel men should be leaders and I don't believe in political parties because they are all chari makan. Parties only push people further apart. So that, that, so that was the choice quote, not just against leaders, but all, uh, women leaders, but also against political parties. You know, he's running as an independent, so yes. he's got to get some attention with the media somehow and we're giving it to him. Certainly <laughs> <laughs> are. So, you know, unsurprisingly, of course, his comments have gone viral with netizens showing a healthy level of disdain for his point of view, obviously. But this isn't the first time a Malaysian politician has displayed blatant sexism and for the moment, unfortunately, it probably won't be the last. Oh, it won't Unlikely. be the last. It Definitely. won't be the last. But, you know, but, but the question is why, right? And I think that's what we want to ascertain. Why is this, the, why is this always the case? Mm. Why is it that a certain segment of society will still openly practice gender discrimination? And, you know, it's not just behind closed doors. We're no. seeing it in public. We're seeing, we've seen it in parliament. Yes, <laughs> yes we have. Everywhere. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, do you think it's just a matter of, of culture? Is a matter of education? Or, you know, there are people um, who, who do firmly believe that women uh, make bad leaders. Um, yes. I think culture yeah. and education definitely play a part. I mean, that's for sure. But uh, women, no, but, but, but to those people who genuinely believe it, that's I, I want. I would love you to call. <laughs> I would love you to call today and mm. tell me zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. Call us and tell us why. I'm really curious. Do you I think don't mean just this in a confrontational sexist, way. Do, yeah. Do you think we're just a, a sexist society, though? Oh, I think sexism has resulted has been been around in society for ages mm-hmm. right it's just part of patriarchy and how society has been conditioned for the better part of hundreds of years yes that being said mm-hmm. the 21st century was supposed to be moving beyond that we're supposed to be all enlightened now no kelvin yeah, well if you like to join that conversation on twitter we do have a poll running called are we a sexist society uh right now yes has taken the most lead 68 percent with 20 uh, sorry 35 votes so far that was quick yeah <laughs> you just posted it like seconds ago yeah so we do have a response already uh very quickly just he's saying do we even need a poll like this Mm, fair enough um so yeah you know i'm curious because at the same time as this is happening yesterday hillary clinton secures the democratic nomination to become the first uh female nominee from a major leading party in the united states to run for president but we're not the united states no we're not and you know even the united states is late to the party Mm. indra gandhi's been around golda mair uh you know pakistan has banazir bhutto there's been there's been women leaders and really strong smart effective women leaders all over the world. Right, like Taiwan as well, recently elected a female president. Exactly. I mean, you know, we've had Angela Merkel, you know, heading Germany for so very long that people are just, you know, it's unquestionable that her her grip on, well, not power, but her grip... But Germany politics and... Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't even have to go necessarily into politics per se, but sometimes, you know, there is, I feel still the psychological barrier when it comes to having, say, a woman boss... Um, you know, you don't even have to be in the high echelons. You were just talking about women's, a woman as, as a boss and how people seem... There's a preconceived idea. It's not a good idea. Right, like a, a male a male leader who's assertive will be called determined, but if yeah. a female leader is assertive, oh, there, you have there are quite a few words. choice words for, quite for a few someone words. like this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, be, be, before I give you that number to call again, let me just let me just quickly recommend an episode of Lingo that Calvin Yee did, <laughs> talking about whether or not se- language is sexist, and precisely this, yeah. uh, uh, words which we call women leaders, and, mm. and words not just that men use, but other women use as well to describe sure. um, assertive women at the workplace. Um, you know, over here at BFM, what, what, what 
are we, about 70% women? Yeah, we were 18, I think down, down to 70 and 60, somewhere around there. Hey, we've been going for seven years, we're good. If you also like to bring up percentages, though, uh, in terms of our political past, uh, women political participation, oh, it's awful. It's, it's awful. It? Women, uh, only 10% of women are in parliament. That's, of course, comparing to Rwanda, which has 64%, and Afghanistan, 28%. Sorry, did you just compare us to Rwanda and to Afghanistan? Afghanistan? Yeah, you, uh, Afghanistan, you, you don't have to compare to the U- US. It's Rwanda and Afghanistan making great gains in female participation in politics. That, thanks, Kevin. That makes us feel so much better. 03 <laughs> uh, is the number to call. You can, of course, talk to us on uh, via SMS and on Twitter. 016-201-9000 is the number to text us. And you can uh, tweet us at BFM Radio. Yeah. You know, uh, we're, we're asking you very simple questions. Are we a sexist society? Are women good leaders? And, and if you think that women aren't, uh, you know, perhaps you can explain to us why you think so. You know, perhaps you've had a working experience that uh, you can share with us. I've had numerous conversations with... Uh, <laughs> mostly men of course who, of course who have told me that um they prefer a guy as a boss as opposed to having a woman simply Why? because they say that a man is just it'll just be straight up zero politics no and drama it's, yeah no drama whereas a woman you know she may appear to give no drama but mm. she has her emotions she has that time of the month she have all, she has all that can I tell you one thing for a fact? One thing for a fact, guys hide it very well, but we are so drama. Guys are I don't know as about drama hiding it. as anyone else. <laughs> I don't know else. about hiding it. No, Ma. I think sometimes they hide it among a macho facade, right? But there's just as much drama in politics in an office that may be predominantly male. I yes, think it's I just think human nature. It's got nothing to do with I think there's probably more gossip going on with males. As opposed to just the women. I don't know. No comment about that. Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. Call us, folks, and give us your thoughts on whether or not we're a sexist society and whether or not women make good leaders. We've got some music coming your way. Father John Misty with "I'm Writing a Novel" on BFM eighty nine point nine. Zero three double seven one zero nine thousand to talk back. BFM eighty nine point nine. Good evening. It's Talk Back Thursday. Caroline, Uma, Calvin, and Arlene here with you. I'm just remembering everyone's yeah, names as yeah, I go yeah. along. Uh, today's Talk Back, we're asking you about sexism in Malaysia and whether or not we're a sexist society. We hear sexist lingo um, happen all the time mm. in everywhere, from Kuala Kang Sabah elections to parliament to everyday conversations that go on well, even in the, the office. Oxford Dictionary. Correct. Really? Correct. So we're asking you today, are we a sexist society? And, you know, following on from what was said by recently uh, an independent candidate in Kuala Kangsa, are women good leaders? Mm. Right. And that's what prompted us to talk about this this topic today. Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call. And you can text us your thoughts on zero one six two zero one nine thousand. You can tweet us as always on BFM radio. We've got Rosalind on the line. Hey, Rosalind, Hello. thank you for thank you so much for calling. Uh, you, you wanted to share some examples of sexist language. Yes, I did. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I teach English, so you know that's that's the area I'm in. And it was I was fascinated by the topic because I go on and on and on about it in my class. <laughs> so yeah. As in, and you go on and on about sexism in language in your uh, class. Sexist, yeah, sexist language. Sexist in class language. Because okay. I teach literature, and well, you know, it's it's just a wonderful uh, you know topic to talk about to the students. And, I mean, look at the examples we have in English. I'm talking about English right now. So, you know, for example, very simply, uh, an unmarried woman is a spinster and an unmarried man is a bachelor. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? One is negative, one is positive, right? Yes. Look at the nuances. You know, the connotation of a spinster versus a bachelor. The bachelor still sounds jolly, you know? Oh, he, well, he sounds like the fish that you need to catch, really. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because you always you always have the uh, adjective eligible bachelor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and also there's no... There's no eligible spinster. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Not only that, but there's no male equivalent for old maid, for example. Mm. Exactly. You know, and you can go on and on about that. And what about a, a, a girl who plays the field, for example, shall we say? Mm. She's a slut. Mm. Correct. She's a slut. But a guy who plays the field is a playboy. That sounds a Romeo. A Romeo. Very charming names they get. He's a stud, basically. Very, very, you know, it's so uh, positive. Whereas for the woman, it's horrible. How, how do your students react when you go oh, on they about... A, they, they have a great laugh. Yeah? They all laugh together. Yes, because they are university students. 
and they all have a good laugh. And actually, Uma, we've met before at the well-lit sessions. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Do you remember I brought uh, like busloads of my students for your well-lit sessions? That's correct. That's correct. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. we used to run these book clubs. Um, no, but I'm curious, Rosalind. When it comes to these sorts of conversations with your students, do you then believe that it's a it's a societal problem? It's inherent in society um, that, and that is why Malaysians keep behaving this way. Actually, I have to say that um, you know it looks it can look bad, you know, if you if you take some nincompoops who talk nonsense, and then it, the whole thing looks bad. But actually, if you look at it from another perspective. Um, there are very good um, trends for for women. For example, if you look at uh, academia, for example, you know you take uh, u- universities or educational institutions. There are lots of ladies who are holding very good positions. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a female vice chancellor. I know there are twenty two public universities um, in Malaysia with female vice chancellors. But do you think? Uh, no, no, do you no, no, think no. though that that is a largely urban urban perspective? Uh, uh, I think yes. Hmm. I mean, to be very general about it, it would be an urban perspective. But then we can't disregard the fact that the rural people are not that narrow-minded or shallow-minded. You know, hmm. because in I mean, if you look at socio-culturally Asians, socio-culturally actually respected. I think they still do respect women a lot. I mean, in Asian culture, who is more important, the mother or the father? Yeah, it's usually the mother. Hmm. It's always the mother. You know, you want to make any big decision, and dad will always say, "Go ask mum." Hmm. You know, mum always so true. Is a big decision, hmm. but of course, on the surface, when you look at Asian women, seem to be portrayed as being submissive and subservient. But I think it's all a big act. Yeah, <laughs> Rosalind. No, I think yes. you're right. Thank you so much for calling. And and you know what? Let's let's twist it. Based on what Rosalind said, let's mm-hmm. twist what the Kuala Kangsa uh, independent candidate said. You know, they say he said uh, women don't lead the house. Actually, they do, right? I mean, the, but I was just going to say the job of the man is just you go out and find money. I'll make all the decisions. Exactly. Yeah, but I was just going to say I think it's important to make that distinction, though. You know, so you ask your mother, right? Mom, can I? Uh, Dad, can I do this? Go go and ask your mother. But that is largely a role that is confined to the house or the household. It's a household role if you think about it. And the problem is we don't have representation um, for for women um, on boards in politics, and we haven't moved from that. Yeah, absolutely right. We've got Ramesh on the line. Hey, Ramesh, thank you for calling. Um, you you think we should be talking about specific areas where sexism is practiced? Hey, hey, hey guys, it's a big party over there. <laughs> yeah, just it really is. Party uh, on your dashboard. Party on your dashboard. <laughs> hey guys, yeah. Uh, for me, I think like rather than generalizing, you know, Malaysian sexist as a whole, mm-hmm. I think I mean I mean some segment of the people are still quite racist in Malaysia. Uh, one of the segment of the people would be, you know, people. Oh no, sorry, Ramesh, you got cut off. Bad, bad cell reception. Give us a call back and we'll push you to the top of the queue. Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. I'm sure Is there's some macho groups call? hitting on our phone lines. <laughs> yeah. We're waiting for them to call. Please mm. call. You can text us on zero one six two zero one nine thousand. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, what's going on with the text and the tweets, Calvin? Yeah, so over the tweets, we have someone who replied to your early statement. I don't know a man who is not emotional. Uh, we have another one saying that women make great leaders. Take YB Hannah Yo, for example. We've also had another one where he's saying uh, we've had Zeti for decades, even before the US had Janet Yellen. A lot of industry leaders are women, including medicine and finance. Got to give credit where credit's due for such a traditional Asian society as we are. We are pretty progressive in terms of gender equality. Hmm. I mean, if you're looking at the overall picture, not so much, but in certain areas, yeah, you know, credit is due where it's due. Yeah, no, it's it's hard to deny that we have, we have, I I think, small numbers. We we have small numbers. Um, But if a remark like this coming out from this MP um, can be something that, uh, you know, that is just so blatantly published and blatantly said, what does it say about us? What does it say about us? Well, so here's the thing. I, I think the concern and the worry is that whether it's reflective of greater thinking among a larger populace, right? Well, that's what we want to avoid. Mm. Uh, if it's just one guy 
making some noise to get some attention because he's an independent candidate. But you play to the gallery. Exactly, you that's what he's to doing. to the gallery, don't you? Well, so it's not just the one guy. No, but obviously his remarks resonate. Well, no, well that's the thing. Either he's playing to a gallery or he's playing to the fact that he's going to get brickbats mm. because the brickbats gets the attention you yeah. need in an election where no one's paying attention to anyone who's an independent candidate ever. Mm. Right? He's just being an empty vessel if you ask me. It's just making the most noise. It, it, that's precisely right. Mm. Just making a lot of noise. And yeah, I, I, I don't know how I feel about these sorts of statements and even, even us as media organisations when we cover it, are we just giving unnecessary attention? Mm. But on the other hand, I'm always curious about um, uh, on the other on, on the other hand, I'm always curious about what we do with regards to um, pointing out these deficiencies and then calling it out. Because yeah. I think that's very important for so the media too. to do. Yeah. Um, because if you look on Facebook and, and, and Twitter, whenever this comes up, everyone's just like, oh, you see, you're making it worse by giving him all of this attention. Yeah, but, but the, the thing is, isn't it? So you're making it worse by giving him this attention. You see a huge outcry on, on social media. It's all over Facebook, all over Twitter. But it still happens. It still over happens. Actually, a very again. interesting uh, article out of Quartz.com. So they say that uh, leadership uh, research shows that frequently companies tap women to lead during times of crisis, which are inherently more risky opportunities, of course, because of the higher likelihood of organizational failure. So that then, you know, makes them a scapegoat and they shoulder the blame. Mm. So why can't, if they're decision, strong decision makers at home, why can't that translation, translate to the office? Exactly. 0377109000 is the number to call. Let's go to the phones. We have a Mrs. Ampi on the phone. Mm. Hi, Hello. Ma. <laughs> hi, Auntie. Hello, Auntie. Hi, hi, hi. I, I had a feeling when we were doing this topic that my mother will call. Yeah. Carry on, Mom. Okay. I'm just thinking maybe the women are to be blamed because in the controversial. Oh no! No, no, it's true. Go because when I when I go training and when I talk to the ladies and when I ask them a simple question, would you like a man boss or a woman boss? Mm. And majority of them say they'd like a man boss. The problem is, why don't they like a woman boss? Because she is very fussy, she is meticulous, she's, and all the reasons why she got promoted in the first place. Mm. But the problem is, a man just has to be good to get promoted. A woman has to be better than the best mm. man to get promoted. So when she gets promoted, all the criteria that was wonderful in the eyes of management suddenly becomes not so good because you're female uh, colleagues think that you are fussy and messy. And another thing is that when a man yells, uh, you know, the, uh, everybody in the office will say, oh, you know, she's just macho, you know, he'll yell. But if a woman yells for something that has gone wrong, they say, oh, it must be that time of the month. Mm. And that's horrible. So it is the women, too, who are to be blamed because I know women are wonderful leaders. And let's face it, this gentleman who's uh, standing for elections, I want to find out whether he's married and who's running the house. Mm. Because if he... He is married. He's, he is married. He's married. If he's married, and then the woman must be a pretty good leader to run his house. Because if he wasn't married, he would be a lousy leader. Mm. Because he's got some wonderful woman running his house and leading the team in his house while he's out gallivanting, casting aspersions on that wonderful wife he's got. I hope somebody tells him that. No, I think you just did. I think you just did. Well, thank you very much, Mom. Thank you for your call. <laughs> yeah, you know, you've seen, no, no. you've seen the rhetoric elsewhere, right? You, you know, people talk about, um, we talk about gender equality and how women are the worst culprits when it comes to supporting other women. Right. Actually, that's true. Mm. Um, I've had in, in, in past workplaces when it comes to having a female boss uh, and when you're chatting with your fellow colleagues, you find the amount of animosity for that female boss from your female peers. It's just amazing. Really? It's, it's, just, it's just out there. It's vindictive. It's, they want to find ways to topple her. And I'm thinking... Find what? ways to topple yes, us in Game yes, of Thrones. It is. <laughs> this is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it, what it is. Office is dark and full of terrors. No, and, and you know, I'd love to know that. I'd love for you. Uh, I'd love for you to call us and tell us about your experiences, and anecdotal or otherwise, about uh, working with female bosses, about working with male bosses, and what the environment has been like in your own workplace, um, and, and and how you've managed to cope with that. Um, call us zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. You can text us on zero one. 
0617-216-201-9000. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, Calvin, do you have any texts or tweets for us? Yeah, so someone who's agreeing, two people who have agreed with your mom say, you the man, you the woman, Mama Uma. Oh my God, so much truth. Uh, your mom is right at BFM Radio. Females sometimes unfairly view their fellow females. Uh, now, let's go to the poll where we have 67% saying yes to the question, if we, are we a sexist society? All right, all right. Uh, this is Talk Back Thursday on the Evening Edition. We will be right back after the news. BFM 89.9. Hey, you. Yes, you. You you in the car. Yes, 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 you. I'm talking to you. It's time for Talk Back. So, hands-free car kits at the ready? Yes? Good. Let's Talk Back on BFM 89.9. Good evening. Wow. Talk back Thursday on the evening edition. Caroline, Uma, Calvin, Arlene, you all forgot, with you. You keep on forgetting your own name. No, no, no I don't. I you, don't. Yes, it's, it's you not do. that. It's just that it's. I, sometimes I want to say Elvin and Carlene. Okay. <laughs> I get mixed up. Gee, thanks, Uma. You're welcome. You're welcome. Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call. You can text us on zero one six two zero one nine thousand. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, we're asking you today about sexism uh, in Malaysia in general. This, of course, off the back of a Kuala Kangsa independent candidate who said that women should not be leaders mm. because you know they can't lead at home. How can they possibly lead anything larger? Okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. That's why he said it's a choice quote. So we're asking you whether we're a sexist society. Whether you know, as Caroline said earlier, is he just playing to a gallery? Is there a gallery of people who agree with him mm. and agree with this statement and, and therefore and he's why? catering to them. And why? Why? And why, right? Yeah. And of course, you know, we're also wondering, are women good leaders? And we've had quite a few calls about people who are talking about women in the workplace and, and how some of their greatest enemies are women themselves. Yeah, have you had a female uh, a female boss, a woman boss, tell us uh, you, what your experience was like? We've got Nida on the line. Hey, Hi, Nida. Nida. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Uh, very good. You, you, you think um, that, you, that there is sexism in the workforce and you've got some examples for us. Yes, I do. Uh, basically, what happened was I've worked under a male boss and a female boss. Currently, I'm working under a female boss from the same company. So what happened was when we had a male boss, there was a lot of screaming matches. There was no inconsistency in work. Like, he used to manage us, but at the same time, he used to expect us to do most of the work. Right. And I was his, his assistant, so I was doing majority of his work, like trying to make him look pretty and everything. So one day, the whole um, upper management had... You know, issues with him. Like everything came out. Like everybody started telling everyone. All the colleagues were telling the upper management, "Oh, this happened. This happened under him. This happened." So finally, the upper management was like, "Okay, look, um, I think you're not, you know, capable enough. You can leave." They put a female manager in, a female boss, basically. She's associate director currently. So I'm working under her now, and I've noticed that she's come in and clean up a lot of his messes. He left a lot of mess. There was no handover, nothing. He just went, poof, gone. That's it. And now it's become more stable. People are more serious in their work. People are basically, you know, there's no screaming matches. She does everything calmly and coolly. And, you know, I can see the comparison how it's going on. It's more a calm office. No more a hyper and crazy office anymore. Yeah, and you know, I think um, it, it's interesting uh, that you brought that up um, and thank you for sharing yeah. that story. The thing is, uh, what's odd about it is it's usually portrayed the other way around. If you talk yeah, about, exactly. say, yes, you talk about, say, screaming matches and that's usually associated with uh, the woman boss, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was different for me. And I was, I, was, I had a shock. I was like, okay, having a female boss is Okay, now here's where the question comes in, Nida. Why were you shocked? Excuse me? Why were you shocked? I was shocked as in like a male boss was having screaming matches with me, with everyone. He's like, guys, come on, let's do it, let's do it, we can do it, we can do it. It's like, give me the numbers, give me the numbers. It's like literally he would scream at everybody. And everyone was like, people were resigning one by one. So you, you know, didn't expect boss. that from a, you wouldn't expect that from a female boss? And you were shocked that... No, no. No, with, with my current boss, it's like uh, she's basically managing us and she doesn't go and scream at us like, oh, give me the numbers, do this, do that. No, she just tells uh, the managers company that talk to your team, this is what you have to do and I need the numbers, this and that. If you're not satisfied, you know, you can leave. If you are okay with the way I'm doing everything, you can stay. So it's like very, in a very diplomatic, calm, cool, collective way. All right, thank you, Nida. Thank you very much for your call. Which are usually, uh, I suppose, the traits that are associated. Well, that's the with, perception, I mean, that's a, that's right? The, yeah, that's a comparison, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, you're Those absolutely right. It's an interesting 
That's why I go back to what I said. It's just human nature. I think I think you've got you've got you've got annoying people on either side of the gender divide. Yeah, right? yeah so, I mean whether it's it's a man, woman, or a dog screaming at you. No, well, yeah. so here's the thing. Sometimes, and and I think that's the that's the key, right? We need to fight that natural instinct of ours because we are too con- we're, we're conditioned growing up. You know, whether it's racial conditioning, gender conditioning. And then get um, back into the kitchen. Yeah, mm. no, no, get no, back no, into the kitchen. No, not just even get back into the kitchen. But I, I bet you, Caroline, if 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 you were robbed or something, and you and you told anyone in this office or anywhere else. Mm. Um, oh, you know, I was robbed yesterday. The first question they'll ask is, eh, what, Malay, Chinese, Indian, yeah, you foreigner? Yeah, a lot. Well. You know, the race is the first thing they ask. Mm-hmm. Because in your mind, there's this preconceived notion as to who that robber is going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Um, oh, I remember yeah, an accident. My, my boss and then is someone, horrible. And someone will first go, oh, woman driver, is it? Mm. Right? It's the first instinct. And I think naturally we need Does to fight. Does that really happen? Yeah. Whenever <laughs> I overhear conversations, um, race, gender, yeah. it comes up as this kind of stereotype. Mm. Um, and I think we need to fight that natural instinct. But right? wh- how do you fight it? And where does the education begin? Is it from home? Parents? Do you have to teach children but then? Here's the, or? But here's the thing. Some of the most educated people I know are say those exact exactly. same things. Mm. And I'm always like, it doesn't matter if it was a foreigner. The fact is I got robbed, dude. You know, that's mm. my usual response. Uh, we've got Jennifer on the line. Hey, Jennifer, thank you for holding. Um, you, you've had a bad experience with female bosses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about it. Well, actually, uh, ladies' boss, are, uh, most likely they are more emotional compared to men. They are less competent in terms of EQ, not IQ. IQ, they can demonstrate 10A in SPM in every exam, but come to work, they will be screaming and shouting. Hmm. You've had a personal experience with this? Yes, of course. Please, tell us about your personal experience. Okay, I, I got a lady boss who is so bossy, and then... Uh, her emotion is not stable, and then she's a uh, old lady, la. Then uh, she likes to screaming and shouting to stop. I don't know. I mean, that perpetuates every stereotype that's out there about about female bosses. Uh, actually, female boss are basically ten percent is uh, among the best, uh, but ninety percent uh, is uh, very emotional. Jennifer, you're basing hmm. this. You only had one female boss. Was this your only female boss in your entire career? Uh, I actually experienced two female bosses. Ah. The and, other and one is only speaking MC and no leave. Right. And then only take care of children. Right. All right, Jennifer, thank you so much for your call. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can call us on 03 you can text us on 016-201-9000, you can tweet us at BFM Radio. We so want to know yeah. your experiences uh, working with women leaders because, uh, <laughs> you know, that's what we want to know. Do women make good leaders? Are Malaysian sexist? So, you know, she had two reasons. One, the boss was always screaming and shouting. The other one was always on MC taking care of children. Correct. That's what she said. Correct. Okay. Thank yes. you for sharing. Yes, indeed. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got Joshua on the line. Joshua, you... Hi, hi. A blanket statement. La. Human society is just sexist, la, Joshua. All of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's true. I, I mean, you know... Even half a chance. You know? Do you know what Trump would say about women? Oh, no. Don't quote uh, Trump, yeah. man. I mean, are no, we, is, are we I, necessarily I going all the way down there? <laughs> no. The thing is, sometimes when topics like this come up, it's very easy to tar Malaysians as sexist, yes. as, as biased and all that. But are we, aren't we part of a human society? And the very fact that words like female manager, lady manager are used. I mean, for me, I've, I've, I've had... Uh, I've had uh, male managers, I've had female managers. Right now, I'm uh, my manager is female. Mm. I, I call her a manager, I, I don't call her a lady manager. And, and how is that working out for you, Joshua? Fine, fine. I, I, I've always felt this for many years, that you bring whatever you are to the table, you see, whether you're a man or a woman, yeah. and you make the best of it. However, having said that, I must say, I feel women should concentrate more on management rather than being a good woman manager or proving themselves. When you start prove, having to prove yourself, then you do things beyond uh, what is normal uh, expectation. And then there's some... Uh, uh, other people have their own expectations, you see. Focus. But You're a manager. Focus on management. And, and, and do the best that you can while being a female. You see? So, I, I, I mean, I, I, that's what I feel. But don't you think that women have to work like so much more for for to prove themselves, right? Because like a man may have to only work, let's yeah, say, sometimes hundred percent, but a if woman has to hundred twenty. You see, you see, don't tell us your problem. If you are a woman and you have to work harder, you have to work harder. That's not. I that, that is not actually 
I, I'm not contributing to that, you know. I, no, I don't understand. What do you mean? Uh, okay, so what do you mean if you're a woman, you have to work harder, you have to work harder, no, and yet women should feel, not work harder to prove you, themselves? If you feel mm. you are a woman and you have to work harder, mm-hmm. that is your call. Right. You, see, you don't have to be the best manager, you can be a good manager. Oh, because so you're, you're, uh, you're saying to each their own, right? Being a good woman manager rather than being a good manager. I think the proving you one's... You have to prove. I think the proving see, oneself only, comes only from... You have, you, you have... You feel you have to prove yourself yeah. as a good woman manager. Oh, as a good manager? Yes. As, as a manager, everybody has to prove themselves as a man yes, or woman. But I think, yes, but I think the proving oneself comes from a place of... I mean, just historically... You see, how long are women going to the blame or the reason on others. How long? How long? Uh, you know, society puts pressure on us, puts expectation on us. Mm-hmm. And then and then the, the, the result will be the same because 10 years from now, we will be saying the same thing. Society puts the same pressure on us. But uh, but you do realize that women have been systematically oppressed for the past, oh, you know, true, from the time true. we've existed, and right? Yet, and yet, they have to come out of it. They have to come out of it progressively. Has there been incremental... Uh, improvements or not? So what happens? So there have been. Well, there have have been, been in your opinion? Pardon? Have there been incremental improvements? Definitely. Mm. At uh, twenty years ago, you uh, they they wouldn't have had that. The the these managers they, they, they would have been the bias. There is a bit less bias. But let me ask you this: right. on the other side of the coin, we are sexist, okay? Mm. Because you know. I, I, you know what? Personally, I think I think there should be more female managers. Do, do you know why? Why? Because the men aren't doing such a good job anyway. Okay, you're really confusing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Running of the country. You know, uh, the prime minister promised thirty percent and or twenty percent, whatever it is, but that wasn't fulfilled. Let me ask you this: the fact that I mean, this I'm asking to all the male chauvinists, lah. <laughs> are they? Are the men doing such a good job anyway? Because. I I've heard comments about you know if you leave it to the women you know they're more emotional all the same old old, old stories even women say that mm-hmm. yeah but, so, but, uh, yeah but uh, you get my point or not I do I do and I think that's a very I mean, good ultimately if you prove yourself if you are the best of the best you 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 will you 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 will you will get what you do. you know what are we talking about believe in what you do uh, hang on don't give up. What are we telling the women? Uh, you're a woman, you know, it's only that far, you know. Okay, so, okay, uh, question though. So, for, for those women who adopt coping strategies, you know, to work against these biases, if they are still, you know, if they still are not believed to be fit do to be leaders, are what are they supposed to do? What choice are they left with? For them? Sorry? Yeah, do, do they believe there are other choices for them? What, what do you mean? What other choices are you talking about? Yeah, you don't have to work in a bloody company. All right, uh, right. Move, move somewhere else. So move somewhere else until you get a you get better environment. People respect you. That's what you're saying. Hmm. Hello. Oh no, we seem to have just lost Joshua. Uh, yeah, well, well, thank you very much for, for your call, Joshua. And I think you know, that's a good question to end on, which is, are men doing a good job anyway, right? And that's oh. the... Because uh, I, I, you know, the be world really is in a sad state of affairs and I'm, it's been run by men. Yeah, I'm going to be really honest with you. That confused me a whole lot. I'm not, I'm not even sure where he was going with that. I kind of followed him halfway and then okay. I... Yeah, I lost him uh, as well. It seemed I lost to be flip-flopping with a, with a, with, with a stance. Right. <laughs> Talk back uh, Thursday on the evening edition. Uh, give it to your call, 0377 you can text us on 016201 You can tweet us at BFM Radio. We're asking you whether society is sexist. And uh, to share with us your experiences with male and female bosses, that's what we want to know. We'll be right back after these messages. BFM 89.9. Get in touch right now. Call 0377109000. Text 0162019000 or tweet us at BFM Radio. This is Talkback on BFM 89.9. Good evening. Talk back Thursday on the evening edition. Caroline, Kelvin, Arlene, I'm Uma. We're all in the studio today. You know why? You know why? Because we want to give you this muhiba-ness, right? (laughs) Um, When we're talking about sexism in particular. Two men, two women facing off. So it's balance and equality. There's no balance and equality in the sense that we all believe the same thing because we're all incredibly rational human beings and Ah. think that, you know, it's it's, it's human nature. Oh, oh, really? Is that what we're going for? (laughs) Is that what we're going for? 
folks, that's what we're asking you today, right? We're talking about uh, a bit of spate of sexist statements uh, that have come out. And we're asking you today whether we as a society are inherently sexist um, or not. We're asking you whether women make good leaders. We want you to share your experiences uh, from your own life, uh, from your own workplace when you've been managed by women and men. Tell us what that's like. You can call us on 0377109000. We've got Victor on the line. Victor, thank you for holding. Uh, good evening. Good evening. Hi, Victor. What are your thoughts? Uh, if we are sexist, perhaps we are sexist for a reason. Uh, the reason is in order to save time. And, uh, you know, I'm going to quote somebody. Yes, we do. <laughs> that somebody is E.B. White who say, right. Prejudice is a great time saver. You can form opinions without, without having to get the facts. <laughs> yes. Yes. So oh, yeah, without so, having to think. Yes. So I think uh, I think it's all for a noble purpose, isn't it? In order to save time. Hmm. But what are In we saving the time th- for? Huh? What are we saving the time for? Because we're, we 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 we're in such a rush to get somewhere. Yeah. To be more productive, I suppose. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be more productive just because it's faster. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have a point there. Thank you. Uh, my personal opinion is, <laughs> well, I do have a lady boss at home <laughs> uh, okay. who, who can be quite emotional at times. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, I think she is quite uh, effective and then she is quite a efficient leader. She gets the job done. Yes, <laughs> she gets the job done and I put the man in line <laughs> and uh, do her bidding. <laughs> Thank you very much, Victor. Thank you very much. See, see, that's that's that. That is the state, not just with Victor, mm. but I'm sure with a lot of our listeners out there. What? Having efficient lady bosses at home, and and they just do her bidding. At home. At home. Only at home. That's what I have a problem with. Bob. Ah, the fact that it's at home, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well. well Chauvin's on the nothing line. Nothing wrong with it, but go on. No, nothing wrong with it. But I see what you mean. Mm. Uh, Chauvin's on the line. Uh, Chauvin, you've you've experienced uh, bosses, both men and women, both local and overseas. Um, tell us about that. Well, I, I think the significant difference is probably like um, how they carry themselves. Like I've, I've been fortunate to work under a lady boss overseas and uh, in the States. And she was extremely inspirational, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one thing that's missing from a local uh, boss. I haven't worked under three bosses in Malaysia as well. And the biggest, I think, other, the glaring difference other than inspirational is micromanaging. My, my lady bosses tend to micromanage too much over here. And that's not very conducive environment, I guess, for my personality to work in, rather. Mm-hmm. So that that was really, really, um, to I guess, for lack of word, annoying. Right. You know, and and yeah, but I and they lack the the ability to inspire us to be better. And yeah, and I think that you know you operate with a chip on your shoulder, sort of like there's a defiance, and you have to validate. In your, general, your you mean? In general, I think I uh, it's just uh, it's just my opinion, and uh, I don't think that's necessary because I guess. I'm in the 30s and my generation, I don't think my generation women are that oppressed, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that, and, and yet the, the engineers that I work with who are women, they still somehow feel they have to prove themselves. Which I don't think they have to because, I mean, you are you're an engineer, you're not a woman engineer in my opinion. But you what's know, your definition of oppression? So you're saying women in your generation, people that you work with, are not necessarily oppressed. So yeah, when, when I'm being oppressed, I don't think opportunities are limited because you're a woman. Right. And I don't think that people discriminate you because you're a woman. Yes, I'm, I think, I'm, I guess, uh, professional discrimination and personal discrimination is different. Yes. In my opinion, yeah, people may check you out and, and holler at you or something like that. That is probably like personal uh, discrimination. Professional yes. discrimination discrimination i don't think that exists in my in my industry at least in a technical industry because yeah of course a, a woman engineer is not very common and as men engineer we die for a woman engineer in our workplace Hmm. So, you know, so, what about what about when it comes to a salary scale? Because when people talk about this discrimination and it happening in the workplace, um, you know, the salary is a, a huge thing. As in, women make I think a third less than men do across the board. Um, okay, I, I guess I have, I have friends who work in HR who come who, who do come and tell that to be honest, like you are not paid by your your gender. You are probably paid by your qualification and and your ability to prove. I think as a culture in, in, in Malaysia, we are becoming more of a performance uh, 
related kind of a reward system. There's no more this hierarchy and just based on seniority. Yeah. And we are changing towards that. So I think that's more conducive to be rewarded based on what you perform. Can no, I just ask you? Yes. Can I just ask you very quickly because this is something that we've heard from two callers so far, and, and I and I think it's pretty interesting. So, um, you know, you both alluding to the fact that women don't have to prove themselves. Would you like to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I think why do you have to prove yourself? I, let, let me just give you an analogy. Like, just think you're a football player, and people have called you out all your life saying, you know, you always don't perform, and and then you sort of like don't have the confidence and so every game you go there you want to prove yourself you want to be the best out there mm-hmm. but I mean, when is the last time someone comes and tells you hey you're bad at their job because you're a woman that doesn't exist anymore it doesn't exist perhaps it doesn't exist perhaps in, 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 in daily conversation but are we saying that it doesn't exist at all no of course not just because I don't see it I, I'm, I'm not I'm not foolish enough to admit that it doesn't exist mm-hmm. I'm just saying like, just to generalize at least does it happen that often for you to have this this feeling of defiance and to prove yourself, hmm. you know, I, I I don't think that's so. Necessary. So it's with kind this of happening, so with this happening in Kuala Kangsa, where you actually have um, a candidate who's running and saying that he doesn't trust women leaders, so it's something that's out there in social media, um, you know, and he hopes to be. Um, you know, he hopes to be, I suppose, um, the head of this um, constituency. Yes, D- don't yes. you think it is still happening a little bit too often, if this can be blatantly said? No, absolutely. That's why I said that. I think the age, age group here, I think that, that, that 40 to 50s mentality, people in the 40s and 50s right now, probably still have that mentality. Probably, you know, I think it's okay to say this thing and to, to, to sort of like categorize a person just because of the gender. Right. So I think that's slowly like, you know, they're disappearing and the later generation probably, you know, I don't think this will exist anymore. Okay. So I think it's important for us to mold a young woman not to have this thing where it should be should be defined by your gender rather just defined by your talent and ability. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank, Thank you very you. much for your call. Um, and, you know, it's not something that... Um that applies just to gender, right? Uh, to women. We find it with any kind of minority. Um, and you can't actually blame people for being defined in that way because it's generations of oppression that and conditioning and conditioning that causes people to say you have to prove yourself um, is the same if you're if you're an African American in the United States uh, you may have an African American president but all is not hunky dory no. you know you still they still feel oppressed they still have to do a lot of things uh, they still get mowed down by guns by police in the streets you know these things still happen so yeah it's not enough so mm. even though um, I agree I agree with him that things have come a long way and there's a, a lot more people probably in my generation that believe in such equality mm. but it doesn't mean they there aren't the people who believe otherwise right right yeah uh, we've got Ryan on the line hey Ryan thank you so much for uh, holding hi good evening everyone good evening Ryan you've hi, had female uh, managers that were emotional uh, no I've never had any female managers oh okay all along it's been male all uh, the point I want to make is uh, I will never ever dare to be sexist towards the uh, women because I have high regards for women in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are just as equal, uh, they are just as uh, capable, if not more. And uh, I was actually very uh, uh, outraged by the statement that women uh, don't make good leaders. Mm. Because women can actually make good leaders. It's just that maybe a lot of uh, people who have had bad experiences with the uh, female managers because for a very long time it's been a men's world yeah. and because the women they are the minorities at the top level management so they have a lot to prove maybe in their opinion they think that the world seems to be against them a lot of men want to see them fail so therefore it could be that their style of management is a little bit different hmm. all right right well thank you very much for your call um so you know where this stems from I mean, yet again it's, the, it's that association that we make right we were talking about uh people robbing you for example and we're talking about bad managers people have had I'm sure people have had tons of male managers yeah, who are bad. Absolutely. Uh, but somehow when they have a bad female manager, they will immediately make that association with the female manager. With the being, gender side with of the gender. argument. Same yeah. thing. I'm sure they're, they're, crime runs in all kinds of circumstances. Yeah. But if you were robbed by an Indian person, some people will go, oh, see, Indian fella robbed you, isn't it? And, you know, <laughs> I don't they, know whether no, that's no, necessarily they, a fair comparison. No, but they make that association, right? Mm. They make it with race. They make it with gender. Mm. And it's an awful association. But we fall into those stereotypes and those clear cliches all the time yeah uh, it's talk back thursday folks uh um, nalina natasha vincent we will be back with you after the news we're asking you today whether malaysia is
as a society is sexist. You can call us on 0377109000. You can text us on 0162019000. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. This is the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. It's time for the Clang Valley's biggest conversation. Talk back on the evening edition. Only on BFM 89.9. Good evening. Talk back Thursday on the evening edition. Caroline, Kelvin, Arlene, and Uma with you. The number to call 0377109000. You can tweet us at BFM Radio and you can text us on 0162019000. What are we asking you? Well, we're talking about sexism in society and we're asking you if Malaysians are inherently sexist. We saw an MP candidate from Kuala Kangsa say women cannot be leaders because they cannot lead the home. How can they lead anything bigger? That's a choice quote, mind you. Choice quote. Choice quote. Uh, we've got some great feedback so far, and I want you to keep your calls coming in. But before we go to the phone calls, um, uh, Kelvin, I'm curious. As a young person in this uh, in this organisation, uh, you know, we keep going to your youth. Uh, <laughs> a, a female boss or a male boss, Calvin? What do you prefer? Really, no preference. But you know, I think um, just just in terms of me wanting more female participation in the workforce, I think I would go for female a female boss. Yeah. That, that is a very well rehearsed answer I think so uh, Good job, like good it. job like well. You just got on Caroline's good side anyway, Well done uh, We've got Nalina on the line Nalina, thank you so much for Big holding um, You were brought up in an all-girl family Yes, no brothers um, So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that many other families Where it's just all girls, all daughters Have also felt the same So going back to talking about Whether women need or do not need to prove themselves mm-hmm. Um so I've grown up, like, I, like, like you said just now, all girls, no brothers. And my whole life, I've heard people uh, asking my parents, don't you want any son? Yes. Yes. So, yeah, um, so that has set the basis for me, uh, for my thinking that I am not as good as a son could be and that I would have to always prove myself that I can be as as, as good as a son could be yeah. and and that goes on to school to the workplace to everything yeah, and I think it's a really, really good point. It's that sort of conditioning uh, at home. It's not someone coming up to, and telling you necessarily, you're not as good as a man. You'll never be as good as a man. Men are more superior and the likes. But it's this sort of conditioning, is, you know, for most families, many, many families, that happens when you're young. Yeah. Yes. And by the way, I come from an urban KL family with parents who are very supportive. Uh, they, they go like, you know, so what if I don't have sons, daughters are good enough? But still, um, having having said that, uh, still the lifelong um, experiences of people always coming to my family and asking to uh, don't always wish to have sons and stuff like that, that is bad enough despite um, being an urban KL family with parents that are very supportive of us. Did you find you had to constantly prove yourself though in your workplace? Or, you know, did that stop at some point and you realised, you know, you're just as good as anyone out there? Um... I guess me being the natural rebel that I am, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, in the beginning, it, it did feel very disheartened and stuff like that. But um, naturally, I did overcome it. But 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 that being said, I am a natural rebel. If you, if you speak to my mom, she'll tell you that. Um, so it makes me wonder sometimes if I am not the rebel that I am, uh, then how would I have taken it? All right. Well, thank you very much for calling in and sharing that story with us. Calvin? Yeah, so there's an interesting text that came in, which is kind of related to that, uh, which says women constantly pitting themselves against other women is patriarchy at work. It's an unspoken rule all women operate by. Only one or very few women are allowed or are able to fill the top spots, especially in in a corporate setting. This creates an ugly competitive environment where women become catty and it's not entirely their fault. Women can't thrive if they are conditioned to have a fight for survival. Yeah, it's absolutely right. And also, it's interesting because you get one uh, perspective from men and one perspective from women and of course unless you're in that position you will never understand that perspective you're not going to you're not going to see it as a man you're not going to see you're going to think everything's hunky dory mm. and a okay right because yeah. it's never ever happened to you that's right there's no need to prove yourself but there is but 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 so you've got to actually put not necessarily put yourself in a woman's shoes but actually i'm sure at some point something similar has happened to you that that level of discrimination mm. it doesn't matter if you're a woman man black Yellow, whatever, right? You know, the, the only people who have it good really are just white male yes. people. 
<laughs> everyone else. And white women. And maybe, no, I think even white women get distribute, uh, discriminated against quite a bit, right? Uh, by, by white male, yeah. right? So they, right, they're okay. still at the top of the food chain. Mm. And so I think it, it's, a, it's a question of being able to channel that sort of that sort of discrimination and so you understand what's going on. Uh, we've got Natasha on the line. Natasha, thank you for holding. Uh, you agree that we live, that we do live in a sexist society. Natasha? Are you there? Oh, okay, well, call us back, Natasha. We seem to have lost you. In the meantime, let's speak to Vincent. Vincent, thank you so oh, yeah. much for holding. Vincent, uh, you, you think that it's, it, it all depends on how we deal with these differences between men and women. Absolutely. Uh, first, I'd like to say I love your show. Thanks, uh, Thanks for actually talking about this. Thank, Thank you so much for calling. <laughs> okay, uh, so what, I'm, what I suggest is um, we focus a lot on the negativity, the uh, problems that people face, and we isolate people and say, oh, no, you know, um, your stereotype and so on and so forth. But I think if we spend more of our time celebrating the differences instead of focusing on the differences and saying, pity me, pity you, then I think we're going to end up in a much better situation. So I work in an organization with lots and lots of women and men um, and I have women managers and men managers, male managers under my uh, staff, and I apply both of them in different situations. And I know exactly how they're going to be applied. Oh, not, not exactly, but you apply a man in a different scenario as you would apply a woman. Uh, and you, you know, pull different managers into scenarios where you require their different attributes. Would you give us an example of that? Well, um, for one thing, I have a very good woman manager who's quite a people person, mm. uh, something that none of my male managers could actually uh, muster out. And if I have a staff that uh, is just in a bit of stress and he needs a bit of motivation um, and he just needs to, somebody to walk him, walk him through it, um, coach him through because he's got the potential, I'll pull my female manager to give me a hand on this one. If I have a performance issue that's lots of data and lots of analytics, I want a cold heart decision, um, I'll usually pull one of my male managers that I know pretty well that can do such a thing. Oh, of course, there's typical patterns of male thinking and female thinking. I think it's been well-researched already. Yeah. But uh, instead of saying, oh, because women cannot think analytically, you're useless, it should be, hey, guys, you are analytical. That's fantastic. Let's work with this. Mm. But Vincent, don't you think it is, um, it, it, it might sound like it's tinged with sexism that you think women only can perform in certain roles, that men can only perform in certain roles, you know, It right? feels like you're perpetuating the stereotypes yeah. over there. Even though they are positive stereotypes, which, you know, in turn can also be quite damaging. Absolutely. I think uh, any, any differences in people can be viewed either positively or negatively. Um, and men and women aren't born the same. Our, our brains are wired up differently. We've been conditioned differently, and, and that's the way society is. Uh, but if we go around looking at the negatives of the differences, we're just going to end up in quite a negative situation. There is a difference. That's yeah, a I think there is a difference. But I think it. I think perhaps there was a need to point out the um, the negative situation simply because accessibility, you know, wasn't where it was today. It needed to be pointed out so that, uh, you know, the windows, the doors could be opened and, and we could have what we have today. Absolutely. You're, you're right over there. Um, I think that we do need to make sure that it's pointed out. But um, maybe spend a little bit more time enjoying the, enjoying the strengths as opposed to pointing out the weaknesses. Okay. That makes for a really great team. Yeah, well, thank, thank you very you. much. And, and you know what's interesting? As a manager, I do think differently in mm. that sense. In the, uh, and it's, it's an incredibly mercenary way of thinking. But when you put on a manager hat, you just want the best in your environment and you're going to exploit people's strengths. As, as much as you can, right? You're not going to... You're not uh, going to look at gender. You're not going to look at color. No, I, 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 I don't care. Right? Uh, but no, but if I do believe that a male manager that I have is analytical and a female manager that I have can handle, say, the interpersonal issues, uh, from the outside, someone could think, oh, that's a very sexist approach. But inside, I'm like, no, no, I just want to get the job done. And I think uh, that's, that's, that's also what happens on a day-to-day -day basis in day-to-day -day practice. Yeah, but, but then what are those choices based on? Well, those choices are based on the individuals you work with. Yes, and you, as opposed to the stereotypes. Correct. It's based yeah. on an experience that you have with those individuals. Yeah. However, positive stereotypes, I'm all for positive stereotypes. Mm -hmm. if they're good. Like, so Caroline, you're mm -hmm. Chinese. You must be good at math. Uh -huh. That is a good positive stereotype that you should embrace, is I what should. I'm saying. I'm terrible at math. I disagree, I, I disagree, but, but we'll have the conversation at <laughs> the I'm sure you're good at math too, Calvin. I'm <laughs> pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> We've got Chong on the line. Hey, Chong. Hello. Thank you for holding. What say you? Okay. Uh, actually, a lot of what I wanted to say, you've already said it for me, Uma. So <laughs> I'm going to touch... But, but, I'm gonna but touch on elaborate. Story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think, yes, we are sexist, but that's also due to because of uh, generations of cultural conditioning, like you've mentioned earlier just now. 
Um, but what I want to actually reiterate, and I'm taking a cue from the wise Morgan Freeman, uh, is to... Can you do the voice? <laughs> no, I can't. Okay, just checking. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but he, in, in an interview, he was questioned about uh, National Black Day. Right. And he got a bit annoyed because he, uh, he's, then his response to the interviewer was such that uh, we shouldn't even be talking about it. And so if you want to eliminate uh, the issue altogether, all, all you have to stop making it an issue and stop talking about but it. But where is that line between just eliminating it by not talking about it and denial? Okay, so what, 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 I'm, what I'm trying to uh, uh, reciprocate with that is basically it goes both ways with men and women, right? Mm. Men make remarks saying that because that person is a woman and then therefore it doesn't make her a good manager. But to me, uh, I feel that despite if it's a woman or a man, if that person is uh, uh, bad at what they're doing, then they're equally uh, both uh, bad at their jobs and incompetent or inconsiderate and whatnot. Um, and also jumping onto the point of uh, another uh, caller just now saying that some women have to prove themselves, mm. I think that's also kind of stereotyping and generalizing as well because I know uh, the female friends in my circle uh, don't even think about proving themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's because you raise the subject of that women need to prove themselves that garners a reciprocation from men that may go in the negative or positive way. Uh, but all, what I'm saying, the, the baseline of all this is that both women and men should stop even making an issue. So if somebody is good at what they're doing, that person is good at what they're doing, not because of their gender, but it's because of the character or the capabilities that they've nurtured. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Thank you, you think very so? much. No, uh, so, but here's the thing. I don't think it's a question of women and men not making an issue. I think it's a question of men not making an issue. Mm. So, uh, patriarchy is still very much alive and well. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, and, and that is where the oppression comes from. So, it's the source of the oppression, right, that needs uh, yeah. to stop. Exactly. But, but I don't, I think without the noise, the negative noise, it wouldn't have changed. Oh, no, correct. And it's the same thing goes with racism. Uh, sexism, discrimination Absolutely. against homosexuals. Yes. Um, we haven't reached that equilibrium yet no. with gender, uh, Where you with can gender, actually for say example. women don't have to prove themselves. You know, I, I don't think that, I, I don't think you can sell that. Yeah, we've got Johnson on the line. Hey, Johnson, thank you for holding. Um, you say that inequality is in salary. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, if, if women are as good as men in the workforce and then uh, and everybody says that women uh, in general, in average, they, they make one third less than men, wouldn't it make more sense for a profit-driven company to hire just women? <laughs> and that's why oh, BFM that's a, is 80%. That's a good angle, my friend. Good angle. Yeah. Very economical. Yeah. Uh, that's just my two cents. Well, thank you very much for calling, Johnson. Right. Thank you. No, no, but so, you, but you see, that's the thing, isn't it? So wouldn't it make good sense to hire all women? Not, wouldn't it make good sense to raise salaries so that it's equal all across the board? Well, no, no. Here's the thing, though. I think uh, when it comes to salary discrimination, I think uh, women need to be trained to be stronger negotiators as well. Mm. Uh, in the sense that that's something that I, when, I, when I'm interviewing recruitment people, um, they always say that women always undervalue themselves, mm. um, and of course that is because of years of indoctrination. Mm-hmm. But as a as a hiring as a, as a hirer or mm-hmm. as a manager, if you want less money, I'm going to be like sure. Mm. And I think that's the main cause because it's not actually in the books, in government, in private sector. Um, there's no way in the books where it's written that women need to be paid one third less. It's mm. it's in the negotiation process between bosses and their employees mm-hmm. that women always get shortchanged. Well, okay, so following up on that, in an article they were saying that to close the gap, they need we need more than women supporting women. Okay, so we need the championing efforts of men. And according to one study, male CEOs with daughters pay their female employees in the workplace better than those executives without children or sons. And That's also there's the education of our daughters. You know, yes. they need to go in they need, they, they need to know how to negotiate their pay. Correct. Uh, getting the right compensation package requires knowing what to ask. Yeah, absolutely. We've got our final caller for the evening, Nicole. Hey, Nicole, you were the uh, you you grew up where in a family where you were the only girl. Yeah, uh, three brothers. Uh, what was that like? <laughs> it's a lot of fighting, I'm sure. Yeah, it's okay. I put them all in their place. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> So, There's no, pro- no problem there. <laughs> so what about in the workplace, Nicole? What have your experiences been there? Mm, workplace, maybe when I was younger, I did undervalue myself a little bit. But now, nowadays, I just go off. Well, I can't say it on radio, right? Yeah, yes, you, so, can. Yeah, you can. But what changed? Uh, my attitude. And how did that come by? I, I, don't, I guess age or getting wiser. I got wiser. I got fed up of uh, trying to be the uh, underdog, maybe. 
or being undervalued, maybe, yeah, in that sense. Uh, in that sense. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Nicole, thank you so much good for you. G- g- giving us your giving us your thoughts. Uh, good on you. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose that's a factor, isn't it? Age. Everyone. Um, everyone. Why is that with age? Why is that with age? But I think you know, once you've been out there in the world and yeah. you've experienced the real world, then you realize, okay, this is what I need to do. If not, and people are just going to walk all over me, right? Mm. But then you still see the sad characters who still go on well into their forties and fifties, still picking gender. Yes, all the way. that happens too. Kelvin, any texts or tweets? Yeah, so just head, uh, starting off with talking about pay discriminations, uh, Headstrong J says, I agree there's discrimination in pay. My female colleague contributes 70% sales, myself 30%, but her pay is half of mine, sad truth. Oh. I talked to my boss about it, about the pay discrimination and threatened uh, my job. Oh. Uh, I didn't need a boss like him, so both of them resigned. And we oh, also, have, yeah, that's great, right? So uh, we also have an interesting one saying that we're probably better than the US in certain aspects, to be honest, except a certain uh, bung. <laughs> I think you might re- remember that bung. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cute. And uh, just going back to our polls, it's saying that sixty-one percent says that yes, we are a sexist society. Sixty-one percent. I suppose not as high as I would have, was expecting. Yeah. yeah, but you know, depending on whether or not the glass is half full. That's true. And also depending on the number of respondents, who were, how many were male and how many were female. Very true. Yeah, so I, I'd just like to uh, add one more text. The earth we inhabit is referred to as she. A luxury cruise ship we travel in is referred to as she. That's right. Administering a good family is a woman. Anti-woman, men change la. Come out of the pickle, bottle clean, the fickle mind, get intellectual. It's the 21st century. Respect women, treat equal. Good nice. job. <laughs> That's a well-crafted text. If I had a prize, I would give you one. Uh, thank you so much for your calls, your texts, your tweets. Uh, this is Talk Back Thursday on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.